But yeah, if you go on Disney Plus, that Simpsons episode just isn't there. Like Disney Plus. Did they give a reason? Did they give a reason? I can try and look later on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. Is this what the the what's the episode called? I'm gonna assume it's just Lisa's birthday. Probably. It's it's a good episode as well. I like that one. That was when the show was really starting to get its stride you know what i mean right. it got through the awkward season one and two lisa I'm sure it was season birthday. three and that's when it was really finding its like footing episode yeah. band it's like this weird thing it, at the it, moment in march 2019 shortly before disney fox deal was finalized uh following renewed allegations of sexual abuse against jackson the episode was pulled from circulation and has been excluded from disney plus but can still be found on dvd well yeah it's not like it's not like they went to every fucking DVD shop and then were like, "We'll Get be taking that one." Well, because it would be on like a, <laughs> a, it would be on like a disc with a bunch of episodes. So they've probably gone in with a laser and like, and just got rid of it. No more episode for you. I wouldn't no be. More. I mean, that's a that's a Disney level move to, to yeah. be able to do that. Well, like, um, this is the big thing. Like, if um, I watched the. Um... Yeah, if it pops up my feed, I will watch them if they're interesting. Watch Mojo did like a top twenty things that have been censored or changed or altered on Disney Plus, sure. and like so much, like basically a lot of the stuff on there, even for like the most daftest of reasons, have been altered and changed. Like, uh, are you a fan of Gravity Falls? Not really. I, I well, not I'm not not a fan. I just don't really I haven't really watched it. Oh, you should. It's fantastic. Uh, the main ca- character Grunkle Stan has a fez, and it used to have a symbol on it. And they got rid of the symbol because apparently it was too close to this other, like, real world symbol. So they've literally gone through every episode and, like, just scratched it out. So it's just a plain red fez now. Oh. And then there was, like, one where fez. it was. Yeah. Grab and then it, it was one, it. like, um, do you remember the. You ever seen the Goofy movie? Yeah, of course I've seen the Goofy movie. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, in the beginning where it's Max Daydreaming and, like, the. Is it. What's the name of the female character he fancies again? Uh, I don't remember that. All right. Anyway, it's like she comes, she falls off like a tower thing into his arms, and and originally, like his face kind of goes into her chest. Disney have altered that now, so there's like a gap between his face and her chest now. It's like barely a second of footage, and they thought they had to like edit that out. Oh, they've changed the fez to be like a fish eating something. Oh no, no, that that's what it was. Now it's just a plain red fez. Oh, so they got. I swear, it looks like they've changed the symbol to a, a fish eating something. No, before no, that, but... it was just it was just a crescent, and now it's nothing. No, no, it's it's. Um, oh, unless they've changed it twice. I'm looking at r slash gravity falls. Um, there was an issue with a symbol in another country. It's offensive over there, similar to the way Daredevil is okay here in the states, but in some other countries. Um, blah, blah, Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Disney for you, though. They've always been been as bad as George Lucas, going back through their stuff and just taking bits out and changing bits as the times go on. They don't. They, they don't like to have a dirty record, even though back in the early days, there's a lot of dirt on their hands. That's why. Oh, why I mean, there's never been a release of Song of the South, for example. No. They they did they've done the first thing and it was I think it's today it came out the first thing that they've done uh, I don't even think you even get to say it's positive you know yeah. after all of that shit that but uh, uh, Eternals was uh, blocked it's not gonna release in Qatar Saudi Arabia and somewhere else right uh, 
because they asked to make edits and Disney said no. Now, right. in my, uh, you know, the way that you'd sway that as PR is you'd go, you know, oh, we support, our, you know, LGBTQ characters and whatever. I don't even know what it what it really was about. I, mean, mm -hmm. I would assume it's that because apparently it has that kind of represent, uh, representation in the film. Yeah. Um, and those countries, they, uh, they kind of frown upon that kind of thing. Um, but I'm sure it was. They were like, well, if we make these edits, it's going to cost us money. And if we think about how much we'll actually make box office over there, maybe it's not worth it. That's that's the point I'm at with big corporations where I'm like, you did this maybe because it's more. Well, I mean, that's that's the reason half of the uh, half of companies these days have pride like months where they change yeah. the, the, the logo to a rainbow because they're like, it's suddenly more profitable to be pro gay. Uh, they don't care, of course, but it's oh, no, more no. profitable to be to be so. The, the, the only one of those I really kind of thought was like a clever play and quite liked is how when that comes around, Skittles gets rid of the rainbow from them. Sure. Instead of like going with, obviously, well, they can't go with the trend because they're already rainbow colored. <clears throat> but I quite like that they try to at least do something different with it. But yeah, you're absolutely as, right. When Sure. As, as pandering goes, I like that one better. Quote the great Boba Fett from the Robot Chicken Star Wars Special 2. We're back from the dead, assholes. This is Young Men Yell at Clouds making a grand return. Greg is here, but without my usual ghost, I'm joined by my bear brother, my boo, Garrett. How's it going, my friend? It's going well. You uh, you invited a, 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 man, a man who does be yelling. Woo woo. <laughs> at, what point, at what point are we no longer young men yelling at clouds? At what, what age is the cutoff? I mean, I'm pushing thirty. I'm nearly twenty-five, but if you round oh, up, well, right then. Oh. If you round up, I'm also uh, pushing thirty. If you round up, I mean, if if you want to go there, we're we're basically halfway to fifty, which is basically nearly dead. Yeah, right. All I right. mean, what's what's the expectancy on people these days? It can't be that good unless you're doing vegan. It depends. It depends how. Uh, it, it depends if you break it down by uh, uh, wealth. In which case, for us, not great. Not great. We we don't have the um, the resources the royals have to keep Prince Philip as a shambling corpse for like how long that that he was. I'm convinced the last few years of his life he wasn't actually alive. It was just some like clever Disney. It was like some uh, Mister Mister House Fallout seventy six style type thing. Yeah, uh, it was weekend at Bernie's. Just, there was well, just if you operating him. 
I mean, the queen's just gone under a big old op, right, or something, and she was told to take some rest, and she went into hospital. Uh, and then, because the propaganda machine has to show that she's well, that the, there was a big news story about how she just drove around her Land Rover in the garden. Garden, you know, estate. Her private forest. I was going to say, ground. like, a garden but, to her um, is, like, literally a county, you know? Sure, sure. Uh and she's like what, ninety five? How old's the queen? She's okay, in the nineties. How old's the queen? I could just ask my grandmother who's downstairs and she'd know. Ninety five. I fucking killed it. Uh she's ninety five. Does not yeah. look ninety five. No, no. She looks better than Philip did, and Philip was about the same age, right? He was like was like three years older than her. I think so, yeah. About yeah. ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh yeah. I think that's what happens when you sacrifice like uh young the the young and goats in an altar below your mansion speaking of i, I watched tried... a very good film recently yeah well and 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 uh i didn't expect to like it because it looked like some b movie i watched ready or not it's uh it's a game of hide and seek that's that's well it's it's like a, a bride marries into a really rich family that play games and okay. then she pulls a card, but if she pulls the hide-and-seek card, they all try and kill her while she hides around the house. And the whole premise is that uh, they made a deal—they made a deal with the devil uh, generations ago. And they—that's ha- that when someone marries into the family and they pull that card, they have to kill them, unless like. But the other cards, right? Because everyone pulls a card around the table. The other cards, like. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no sequel that you could make where it's like someone drew another card, so it's a different game. It's like, oh, chess. I, I, I play chess, and then someone pulls checkers, and they play, and then Monopoly or whatever. Did but if you pull, pull hide out... and seek, do you die? Did someone like... pull out um, plus four, uh, pick a color. Oh, some some Uno Uno type stuff going on. You know, I've never actually played Uno. I think I played it once on Xbox Live back in the 360 days. You know, everyone has Uno. It comes with your fucking Xbox. Yeah. Uh, that's a meme I don't know if you get. You have you still... Uno, dumbass. It came with your Xbox. No? I mean, I had an Xbox, but I don't remember having Uno with it. Everyone has Uno, dumbass. It came with your fucking Xbox. Uh, I'll... I'll link you to that afterwards. Okay. It's, it's good. Uh, but no, the film was really, really good. Do you know why it was good? It was so self-aware. It was okay. so self-aware. Uh, and that's one of the things I, I get angry at is when films are not self-aware. Um, the the end of the film, a whole like tra- tragedy happens and then the character that survives is just covered in blood. And then like, basically doesn't look at the camera but like gives the most realistic like after you've been through all that trauma and you're so done with it all like just a a weird thing happens there's so much blood or like there's death everywhere and the character just goes fuck and that's the end of the film and it was like it was like cool i'm so on board It, it was so like it knows exactly what it is where it's this like somehow better than a b movie movie and I fucking dug it. It was great. I love I love stuff like that. Like um, it feels like horror, especially, is going through like a really good period at the moment. Um, sure. After it, it, like horror is a weird genre because it'll go through points where it's like 
really at a peak, something's really popular, and then it'll have a proper massive lull for a good few years, and then it'll come back up again. But there's so much good stuff coming out at the moment, and I like a lot of the ones like that one that are very, I guess, self-aware. It's like, look, we know this is a bit of a ridiculous plot, but let's just have fun with it anyway. You know what I mean? Sure. I think I think when you know that your film, when you know that your horror film isn't... Because there's, there's like different types of horror. Something can scare you, right? But it's just a jump. Something yeah. like Paranormal Activity, it's just a jump. There's like nothing in that is like you don't get the a moment of like, oh fuck, right? Where like you f- you you know when you you've like they call it a chill, but you feel it in your jaw and then down your spine, and it's like like oh shit, the heart drop moment, right? You yeah. don't get that in that kind of film. In this kind of film, you don't get that. Uh, but in a lot of recent films where they've been playing with that that actual terror, that actual oh my god, holy fuck, that kind of thing, right? Um, I'm trying to think about most uh, Hereditary had a lot of that going on. It just felt like a, it wasn't just a jump scare of a film. It was this like yeah creeping terror uh, as it went. Uh, Get Out was pretty self aware. I think I think that there's room in in horror films, much like there's room in 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 Get Out and Ready or Not, for it to not be entirely. I don't even know if serious is the right word, but you don't have to play a, a horror film like a thespian, right? Yeah. If that yeah, if yeah. that makes sense, like they played it just naturalistically, and I guess you had that moment where like you know she's trying to find the keys, and then you have seen it, right? Uh, was this Get Out? Yeah. No, it's been you on my list for a while. haven't seen Get Out? I know. All right, well, then I, I won't spoil the film. It's Don't really it. good, though. It's really good. Oh, you need no, to watch that soon. It's been on my list for a while because Jordan Peele, it's Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Peele's, like, been killing it. Um, He's very much at home in the horror genre right now. I think he's a big reason why it's having such a big surge. I mean, it was that film, I think? Was one of like the it's one of the very rare few horror films that's actually been nominated for an Oscar in generally any category. Like sure. you'd be you'd be surprised with the legacy. Well, not legacy. The le- like how long that's been going on. Not many horror films get nominated for shit, but that was one of them. I think it was like best screenplay, which would make I, sense. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest pro- like I don't think a horror is a genre. I don't think okay. horror is a genre. I think horror is a filmic technique or a a group of filmic techniques. I think any good film can have horror elements. I don't think a film should ever class itself as a horror because then a studio and all this kind of thing, they just play into tropes usually. That is changing with some of the newer films. Yeah, Uh, Things like Midsummer and uh, Hereditary, etc. Do you kind of mean that in the same way like how uh, Marvel movies do it often? How like many films will just inject bits of comedy, even though it's not billed as a comedy. Sure. Yeah. I think that, I think that those, I don't think a comedy movie, similar to a horror, I don't think a comedy should really be the genre. Yeah. Right. It, it should be an action adventure movie. And then you've got some comedy in there and you've got some horror in there. I think that uh, horror has so much more potential to be, injected into anywhere i think it can really work especially if you don't know it's coming uh god fucking uh to to what game was it uncharted one no two 
No. Three? I don't know. I forget which. What? It's one of them. It's one of the Uncharted's. And you're playing the whole game, and it's a normal adventure action, haha, fun game. And then you get to, like, a sunken ship right at the end. This is, like, 15 hours in. Maybe less. Yeah. Not that long. You get to, like, a sunken ship or something. Um, and no point in the game have you really had any kind of hint towards this. But suddenly, this grotesque horror just, like, sprints at you. And you're like... Shit. Sorry? What? Uh, I think that, that films have a, have a lot of leeway with that and, and stuff. I like the moments. I like being... I don't like... A jump scare is not fun. A moment of... What? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is is the moment you want. And uh, one, one of the films I go back to... Uh, and I don't... I don't entirely like all of his movies. But okay. M. Night Shyamalan... Have you ever seen oh, okay. The Visit? Have you seen The Visit? No... Uh, no, I will ruin this for you. That's just fine because I I think he's got two, three good films, and then the rest. I've had a whole discussion of this with the Pick and Mix boys. So yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The film is not. It's one of his better ones, to be honest. And I'm someone who genuinely likes Signs. I think Signs is actually a very underrated film. Oh, no, so Signs is great. About it. There's so yeah. much about it if you actually watch the film and and like. Just little sprinkles of like whenever they 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 hold each other's hands at the dinner table to pray, and whenever they hold their hands like that, uh, works as like an antenna for the yeah. for the whatever it is they're using. I forget what it is, like a radio. Well, um, well like me and me and Liam, who again do pick and mix with, we both agree science is a great film. It's just the the twist endings fucking dumb in it. That's the water the stuff thing. is like yeah. such a letdown, but yeah. the rest of it is actually really well done, and the acting is really fucking good. Mm. Um, but he, the film The Visit is about some children who go to stay with their grandparents. Their mother just drops them off and is like, cool, go hang out with your grandparents, whatever. Um, and, you know, weird shit starts happening. And you're basically like, like, oh, what's going on? What type of film is this? Is it some kind of supernatural thing or whatever? Um, and... And I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, this film's all right, whatever. And it gets to like the, near the end and they're having a uh, FaceTime with the, with their mom. And yeah. they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, every, everything's okay. Sure. Whatever. And the mom's like, oh, who's that in the background? Uh, and the kids are like, that's Nan and Granddad. And the mom's like, no, it isn't. So the whole, the whole film, hmm. uh, they were just like escaped uh, insane asylum patients, right? Uh, pret pretending to be their grandparents, and it was like that moment, like when you actually watch it, is so good. It's all, Mwah! it's so good because you don't. That's that's what you want. You don't want a uh, oh, there's a guy with a knife. It's you want a like yeah. Oh, it's that guy with a knife, and he's had a knife the whole time. Uh, yeah, that's it's, it's like it. You know what it is? It's it's not Chekhov's gun in horror it's Chekhov's box that potentially has a gun right does that make I don't know if I'm making any so sense there so it's Chekhov in... and Schrodinger boxing it's, gun. it's it's Chekhov's Schrodinger's it's Schrodinger's gun right <laughs> right yeah Cause, yeah yeah because you, you you don't want to know 
until it's too late. If I know before, like that, because that's horror, right? You don't want to know until it's too late. Yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. those kind of films are great. Whereas too much shit horror happens with just jump scares. That's true. J- jump scares, I mean, are one of the most overplayed things. Like here's the thing: the, there is a way you can do a jump scare, jump scare, and do it well. Like there is a fine art to it. What I just dislike is like how most films will just basically have something pop out of nowhere with like a bit of an up jag to the music and they think that is classed as a jump scare there's like no there's a whole thing around it you've got to you've got to like there's a there's the way you need to build to it there's a way you need to execute it as well otherwise it just comes off as like a cheap lazy tactic to make people yeah. just go Bleh. you know what i mean uh e- even worse than that is when they turn around and it's just their friend and it's not yeah. scary but they're yeah. still like like shoot the music up and it's just you just kill the tension you 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 make and you build. Yeah, the film. yeah, right. So many, so many good horror films have, have just been killed in the edit, uh, by by just shit tier fucking editors. Well, let me let me tell you. I mean, it's not necessarily about the editing, but have you seen the new Halloween film recently? No, I don't hear good things though. Oh no! So here's the thing: I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of the original, and I really like the 2018 film, which essentially added created a brand new. It's a, Halloween's essentially got four different well, timelines. If you want to, like, yeah, I, I've I've seen I've seen Halloween. Uh, I've seen a lot of different Halloweens, and they're yeah. not good. Like I like yeah. I I like the originals, uh, and then doesn't he go to space? Isn't no, space? that's Jason. Is that Jason? Jason. I, Jason? All right. Well, I'm getting my monster, my movie monsters Jason uh, mixed up. But I've de- I know I've seen. Oh uh, yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen um, have some of the old Halloweens as well. Yeah. Um. Like, because it was weird. Because I, I watched this and I thought I was going to do a review of the Pick and Mix Boys, but nothing's come of it. So maybe we're a bit behind on that. Anyway. Um. So I was a big fan of the 2018 one. Essentially, it it retconned all the sequels. It's just a direct sequel to the first Halloween, and it got mm-hmm. the series on good footing. And then. It's part of a new trilogy, so we're going to get another one after this one. What was it's Halloween ends, it? right? Halloween ends, right? Um, it, 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 the film had great ideas, but there was a l- it, it, like they either just didn't play out how they should, or there was a lot of mm. dumb things. So here's, here's an example for you. So one of the one of the first kills in the film, Jason's broken to this old couple's house, right? It's like he he, kill, he basically stabs the husband, and he's not quite dead yet. And his his elderly wife is like stood back with a weapon. Um, Michael Myers just walks over. He's already got a knife, I think, and then just looks at her, puts it down, and then they're in the kitchen, walks over to the countertop, unhooks the light tube, smashes it, and then sticks it in her neck. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, they, they, they kind of go... Like, the last one was really good, because like, the, if you watch the original Halloween, there's not a lot of blood and gore in it, right? And, and it works better for it. And they kind of did that with the last one, um this one they go way overboard on the ghost like after he stabs the woman in the neck and this part i could see was being good she's bleeding out watching her husband getting messed up by michael myers but then they go overboard with it so he's like on top of like a kitchen island and michael just starts grabbing the knives off the knife wall and just sticking them into him one by one and it's just like why what's the point i know michael's had moments where he wants to be a bit of a sadist but this feels a bit too overkill for the character like, like the way the way I describe it is, Michael's meant to be this emote. Like the reason he's scary, if you just follow the first film, he's like this emotionless killing machine. He just does it because he's evil. There's no sure. really reason to it. In this one, he just comes across as like an angry dickhead. 
It's like he's doing it out of anger and like these other emotions that weren't there before. It's really weird. Because like the opening, sorry, I, I wish we'd have said spoilers. He comes I... out of a flaming house and he, he kills a bunch of firemen. He kills like 11 firemen right off the bat. But he walks okay. out the house, they do this shot where he's got a hold of like a fire axe and you see his like fist kind of tighten on the grip. Do you know, like when someone's like ready to kick some ass and it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the Michael Myers we know. That, that just makes him look like he's just revved up and pissed off or something. Sure. I think I think it's that's the wrong play for horror as well because that's kind of like that's the that's a, a, a almost the hero shot where it's like yeah I'm about to fucking kick some ass. It's like yeah. we're supposed to be scared of this guy. Yes, yeah. I mean if it if it's really campy and over the top, I can forgive it. Uh, but I don't know. It doesn't sound like that's what they're going for. No, no. Again, like the film has some tremendous ideas. Like one of the big plots in this film is like it's the town of Haddonfield actually trying to rally together and go after Michael. And I like that because it's like a callback to the original Universal Monster movies where like the village people would chase Frankenstein. They could have done some really cool ideas with it, but no, it just really doesn't play out like you think Mm. it would. If that, if they'd maybe say that for the air, like the last one, that could have been an interesting way to finish it. But now they just really, sure. they just waste a lot of really good ideas that could have been played out a lot more. Sure. Um, well, horror and me thinking it shouldn't be its own genre, really. It, it yeah. should just be things you sprinkle in, leads me to uh, a film that looks like it has a lot of horror elements and I think works best when it does. Uh, Batman, the Batman, rather. The Batman. With our uh, pants uh, and others, that's you know doing a, a really creepy Joker, Joker, a really creepy Riddler, Riddler. story, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And do you know why I'm excited? Why are you excited, Garrett? Because Batman doesn't kill. I knew and... you were going to bring this up after I brought up the comments in your live stream, right? Yeah. Well. Here's the thing. It's not through some, um, like, weird moralistic thing that I think he shouldn't kill. I think he shouldn't kill because it's not interesting if he does. Like, the the whole point of him is that he's supposed to be, in his mind, moralistically kind of superior to everyone else, but also not at all at the same time. Yeah. And he shouldn't kill because that's what every single Batman story. Good one has always been about. Uh, You can't do the killing joke. If he kills, you can't do just any, any of them hush uh, the long night, a long Halloween. Um, You can't do fucking anything because it's not good. And if he does kill, it's because he's gone mental, which is most of them like uh, the Batman who laughs or uh, the grim night shit like that. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it, it irks me. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see how, because if you are making a story where he kills like um, Justice League, Batman and mm-hmm. ba- Batman versus Superman, Batman. Yeah. What, is, what does, what can he do? What does he do? Why is anyone in Arkham and not dead? Why does Jim Gordon, why does commissioner Jim Gordon go, Yes, Batman, the murderer. I'll be your friend. Let me just put this fucking 
let me put a signal that says, hey, someone needs a killing on my fucking roof. And the mayor's fine with it. It's cool. It's totally cool. That's just fucking weird. That's absolutely fucking batshit insane. You know what, though? I'm guessing you're talking... This is like Ben Affleck Batman you're talking about, right? I like Ben Affleck as Batman, though. I yeah. think he looks great. I think he does a good job. I just think uh, if he was given a story where he doesn't kill, that would be great. You uh, know what, though? I didn't... I honestly didn't mind that part of the character because I don't... The way I looked at the character is... And I, I agree with you for the most part. Like, if we had a brand new... Say if we had a version of Batman in the comics now and he killed all the time, you're right. It wouldn't be that interesting unless they, they really found a good way about it. I just, I think with Ben Affleck's one, it's not necessarily case he's going out there with the intent to kill. The whole point of this is meant to be a grizzled Batman who's already been through a lot of shit and he's kind of going at the role with reckless abandon in a way. Like, like obviously, one of the big scenes is when he's driving the Batmobile and he very obviously flips a henchman car and it goes into a fireball. So, like, well, yeah, you know, the dead. Oh, he, it's, I mean, he just yeah. kills many people in, yeah. in the dead. I just don't think it's him necessarily going saying, "Oh, I'm going out there and I'm going to just kill all the criminals." I think it's just because he's so grizzled and war torn. He's kind of going at things with a bit more recklessly and a bit I more don't think which get is to why do that. it's happening. I don't think you get to do a grizzled Batman without telling me anything about it. What you've given me is a potentially dead Robin, right, with the dead Robin suit. Uh, which is like, but that's all you like, kind of need. That was I don't, like really I don't well think done. it is. I don't think it is because I Joker is still alive. Joker is still alive. Why is Joker still alive? Why doesn't he kill him in uh, in Suicide Squad when he's uh, in the car in Suicide Squad if he's already killed uh, Robin? Why? Why doesn't he kill? Because because clearly they're going towards injustice, right? Right. Because okay. they're going for evil Superman and at the end of the Justice League, uh, the four-hour one, which I watched. Uh, you know what? He's... I, I liked it. I did. I preferred it to the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was fun. Um, but at the end of that, they're clearly going for injustice, where Superman is all evil, and and it's it happened because Lois died. Right mm -hmm. now, who kills Lois? Yeah, Joker. Yeah, yeah. All right. Then what happens? He's clear because uh, he's done injustice, but then not done injustice because in injustice, okay. Superman injustice... comes along and then fucking shoves his heart, his hand yeah. into Joker's heart and kills him. Doesn't and that that's the whole premise as well. Is that yes. the same storyline? Yeah. The, the storyline is like it, there's a it, bomb white Joker that will blow up. Metropolis I think it's well, it's, right? it's it's wired to Lois's heart. Okay. I think. Well, no, because like, I, I forget who it's. No, I'm sure it's the Joker's because he obviously knows if he kills Lois, then his ace is going to be, well, if you, if you kill me, you're going to lose the city as well, right? And then Superman does it, and then he's obviously just. That may be the case. I, I forget. I think. Um, that so that's a very Joker case. thing to do. Yeah. Well, the point is, in um, where they go with it, I'm not sure because the Joker is there at the end of that sequence in the dream mm -hmm. future sequence, right? With right. also Deathstroke. Harley's dead, apparently. Boo. Um, and also Flash is there, and then also Amber Heard is there. Yeah. Um, and it just, uh, I'm just trying to figure out why. Why? I'm trying to figure out why. I'm just trying to figure out why. Why I mean, yeah. Are people dead. 
I get it. I mean, I, although that is probably one of the best. I, I, this is the scene in the four-hour one you're talking about, right? Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I mean, that it was actually one of the better scenes in it. I thought that Jared Leto performance was like, where was that in Suicide Squad? You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. Like, especially well, if this isn't something you're completely gelling with, that like it wouldn't make sense. Like, I, I, lo- I, I mean, I, I, li- I like the film. I do like the film and I do like the end scene, whatever. It Again, my whole premise is I don't care for Batman. Like, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. But I do not care and I will not relate to the story if he kills because it's just not entertaining or interesting to me. Um, I also think that it's a bad it's a bad portrayal of Batman um, in the... I mean, hell, you have that bit with Deadshot where, where he just, like... Deadshot's, like, not in front of my kid, and then Batman's like, I don't give a shit, fuck you, uh, and then just does it. That's not very Batman. That has never been Batman. Uh, there's, oh, a whole, no. there's a whole point where Shazam in uh, like everyone realizes he's 10 years old in the Justice League and everyone's like well we gotta fucking get him out get him out and Batman's like now hold on now call, now hold on alright now hold on guys let's hear him out because he, he you know he's crazy and makes kids fight but like moralistically Yes, he should probably kill Be- like Joker here and there, but he doesn't, and that's what's fucking interesting because he's mental. Okay, I I mean I think I think when it comes down to it, um, see for me like because I love reading the comics so much, I'm all for different inventions and reinventions and iterations of Batman. I am with you in that unless it's done in a specific way, I wouldn't want one that's just strictly going out and killing people all the time. But I still kind of stand by. I, I still find the Ben Affleck one interesting, even though he does blatantly sure. kill people. Sure, sure, people sure, sure. Killing. I, I again, I, I really like his portrayal. I think he looks great. I think the costume is really good. Um, he's fine. He's a great Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fine. I think that the material is not there, and it, the same, the same case. The 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 allegory I'd make for a Marvel character is Spider Man. Imagine if Spider Man killed, like. Can you imagine a, a Spider-Man that kills? Seriously? Um, even though I didn't really read the storyline enough, the one where he switches minds with Doc Ock. So sure. Doc Ock killing then? Hmm? Superior Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah? All right. And then what happens in Superior Spider-Man? Doc Ock is like, oh, man, I should probably stop killing because I'm Spider-Man. Uh, you know what? I'm the good guy now because I'm Spider-Man, and then I'm going to resurrect Peter Parker. Uh, so, you know... It's just not. It's just not there for me. The, imagine the fucking video games. Imagine the Arkham series, right? If you just killed, it would. I mean, it would, oh, it would, it, can you? How how I mean, does Red Hood? How does Red Hood exist when a Batman kills? Okay, fair. How does Red Hood, Jason Todd, exist in a world where Batman kills? Because Red Hood would come along with his fucking double pistols, and then Batman would be like, "Hell yeah, brother, let's go." Hell yeah. And Let's, them... Give me an M16. Let's fucking go. And it's just them holding hands, skipping through the streets, just firing off rounds and right? people. Right? I mean, but the thing is, right, the, like, okay, but like with, with Arkham Knight especially, there are points in that game where you blatantly killed a guy. Oh, you kill, you kill a lot of people. Well, the thing is, because 
<laughs> you you should have been in like an electrical box, and it's clear yeah. that they ain't getting it from that. And even when the I know I know the whole thing is like the bat cannon shoots civilians with electric blasts. That looks like it would fucking kill someone. Well, it's it like, doesn't it's look like, like it's fine. It's like rubber bullets, but it's like nah, they go flying. It's also uh, everything you shoot with the bat tank is like it's like oh, it's an unmanned drone. Like every single one of them, really? Yeah, All right. Is it okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Fine. Um, yeah, it's just not very interesting. It's why in the original Nolan Batman Begins, I didn't like the ending where it's like, uh, him and Liam Neeson is like, I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you. And it's like, but yeah, you, you just killed him. That's you just killed honest. him. Like, it's, I don't, it's like, it's like, oh, you could pull the lever to save him or not. It's like, well, then, yeah, you, you did kill him. Sure. You could, you'd killed him. You'd, uh, you'd killed him. Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. But you, you killed him. I, I absolutely adore the Dark Knight films, but what I dislike about it is how I only, um, uh, well, in, in a sense, but only really begins in Dark Knight Rises are the ones that are really linked. Yeah, I mean, Dark Knight. Dark Knight, if anything, is like still the better one. Oh, it's the best one. But, it's my favorite. It's my all-time favorite film. But it's like, um, it's like just a really good single run of a comic, like a, a really good yeah. single volume. It's like uh, Batman Hush or something, uh, where it's just like little story, have a little fun. We kill the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it sets up Two Face. That's and... the only thing is it sets up the whole. Because I mean, I suppose when you look at it, it's like one of those. It's a sequel like Empire Strikes Back. It's meant to be about like the good guys kind of having a bit of fall from grace. But their way around it is they try to cover it up, and then it's exposed in the next one. Sure. Because he sure. doesn't. He doesn't necessarily really win. The Joker still kind of gets what he wants out of it in a sense, and they just have to pretend that he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, I was, I was very excited and. And well, I guess I was too young really to really understand this. I, I'm thinking about it now, but it, I, I was interested to see how comics it got right. Where mm. like, was the plot in the third one gonna be about a Lazarus pit? Are they gonna bring back Liam Neeson from the dead? Uh, and it was a little bit too grounded and real, I suppose, for something like that. I, th I think the thing because when you watch Begins, it does have that Nolan thing of trying to be grounded in reality, but then you can very obviously tell it's got that comic book influence to it. Right. Dark, Dark Knight, Gotham City up. is actually like gothic, right? Yeah. And then the next one, it's just New York. Oh, the, 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 the Dark Knight is basically, it's basically like a heist thriller movie, but Batman's in it. Like, sure. you, 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 like, I mean, I love the Dark Knight's one of my time films, but you could more or less take out the Batman element and <clears> it <throat> would be the same film. You just have a crazy yep. psychopath and a guy trying to stop him. You know what I mean? And then the third one, I guess, goes a little bit back to being a bit more comic booky. I mean, the fact like, you know, Bane blows up an entire football field in that epic set piece and the whole thing with the what plane. Beautiful the singing voice. <laughs> I, I love that voice, even though like Tom Hardy basically then built a career around. You know what? People love it when they can't understand what I'm saying. I'm just going to do uh, that. Uh, uh, what's, what's the one in Legend? Where, like, I have sex with men. I can't remember what the line is, but it's just Ooh. like one brother you can understand and then the other you can't. What's that? 
It's a shooter, so it's a fucking rolling pin. Oh, uh, well, um... I came here for a fucking shootout. For a fucking shootout. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. You could, tell, you could tell you earned your degree, my friend. I did, in fact, earn it. You did. Somehow. Uh, well, yeah, so, I mean, while we're on the topic of film, um, I was going to say this is like a little end piece, but I think, fuck it, if we're already on the topic of film, let's jump into it now. Have you ever heard of the film Paint Drying? Uh, the, like, 14-hour one that was uh, sent to the uh, registry board just to waste their time, yes. Yeah, exactly. So this is like a little thing we're going to for the viewers at home. So uh, it was a film that was released in 2016, and it was basically crowdfunded by... a guy a director called charlie lynn he's sort of an experimental filmmaker and he does film criticism as well and yeah as garrett pointed out the whole point of the whole process was it was a protest against the bbfc which is the british board of film classification have i got that right mm-hmm. yeah so essentially if you want to release the film in the uk you send it to them they will they have to watch it and then they'll give it a rating so in the uk it's you pg 12 a 15 or 18 or did they still use x X must still be a thing, right? For like the really extreme stuff. I'm sure that's there. Um, I'm sure it's something you'd only see in. Like you'd uh, have to only get it on like. DVD it would be or some shit. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Well, I don't even know because because like I've never seen one with an X on it. But like that was the big thing with RoboCop back in the day, especially in America. It got like the edit it like ten different times because it kept getting an X rating, and we used. I can that, like, I can only like imagine they I can only imagine they put it on hardcore porn. But yeah, I mean, well, uh, I, I don't I don't remember the last time I was in a porno shop. Yeah, well, there so. you go. I mean, well, this this is kind of the whole point. I think why he's criticizing it is that I'm, I'm a big believer in that, like film classification is something that just really shouldn't be a thing because it, it again, it's entirely subjective. And I think when it comes to films, I grew up watching a lot of stuff. I probably because of the age rating shouldn't have been watching when I was a young kid. Like, again, I watched Robocop when I was about eight. <laughs> mm. Maybe shouldn't have, because the opening of that film did traumatize me slightly, but I've gotten over it. So, yeah, I, I think it all comes down to, like, what you feel comfortable showing your kids. But, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what, what about you? If you had kids, would you be comfortable watching an older film with them as long as you kind of under, made them understood the context of it? I think it's... We're in an era where... Uh adults parents don't don't know what their children are watching and i I see a lot of things where it's just like um like oh you know police your kids type thing you just can't you physically cannot do that there is no way in hell you're stopping a kid at school being like hey look at this hardcore porn oh Uh, yeah or or, like uh, you know when i was at school um when fucking the ipod came out and all that kind of shit. I remember kids coming up and being like, hey, check out this fucking, uh, like, beheading. And I was like, oh, cool. oh yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. All right. Yeah. Anyway. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't no, think there's but... any way you can police it. I think the best thing you can do is if your child, what I would do is if my child was like, hey, I want to watch The Exorcist, which no child would want to watch. Um, because it's old and children don't watch old movies. Um, yeah. yeah. I would probably say, okay, let's watch it together. And then I would be able to explain, like, you know, what yeah. is and what isn't real. I think it, one of the difficulties with um, 
It's why there's always that scare uh, by right-wing media, and sometimes liberal media as well, where they're just like, oh, video games are doing this to our kids, or movies are doing this to our kids, or whatever. What was the one recently? Um, oh, there was um, there was a thing, because I, I read it, there was a, a, a kid who just got sentenced for shooting his friend with a shotgun. Um, and again, in the trial, they brought up the fact that the guy, that the kid who shot him, loved violent video games. That apparently he was like fixated on violent video sure. games. Yeah, sure. Uh, to me, I think it's 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 difficult because it shouldn't be age rating; it should be IQ, and you can't really do that. Yeah, I remember. Do you, do you know who Anders Breivik is? No, no. Anders Breivik was, I think, he was Danish. I forget. Basically, he uh, was a mass murderer, killed like 70 kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were at this like camp or whatever. And it was a protest against the government protest where he killed a bunch of kids. Um, and in the trial of this man who machine gunned down 70 people, most of them children. Mm-hmm. In the trial, they said they brought up that he played a lot of World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's complete misunderstanding at every level of what is and what isn't uh, okay for children. Um, people saying, you know, they shouldn't be watching Squid Game. And it's like, Squid Game is tame. Oh, really. yeah. yeah. Squid Game is tame uh, compared to a lot of things. Uh, it's, it's, very basic gore. You, you practically get the same thing in a Marvel movie, right? Mm. Uh, there's a scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where uh, they're on Ronan's ship at the end, and because they're aliens, they get away with this in the classifications board, right? They yeah. they just look like humans in body armor. That's all they mm. look like. They um, I can't remember who it is. Is it the Kree, or is it? No, that might have been. They might have been like humanish to Chitari. Anyway, um, Groot fucking extendo arms his his hand out through seven guys and then just like smashes up a bunch of others and their body parts like 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 cracking and like like going to these weird grotesque positions and then he turns around and smiles and it's like that is far more grotesque than anything that happens in fucking Squid Game or oh uh, yeah World of Warcraft well, or whatever. Fucking Endgame has Thanos getting beheaded. Yep. And you more or less see his head get cut off and then hear it rolling along the floor. You yes. might not see that properly, but that is pretty damn grotesque. You know? But because, again, it's, it's to your point, because it's a it's an alien character, then you can get away with it. Which is probably why Mr. Charlie Lynn was protesting it. I feel like if they have to put age ratings on it, do it because like uh, I think this is the thing. So obviously, back in the day, it used to be just a strict twelve rating, which means you had to be twelve or older. And then they added, then they created the twelve A, which meant you you should be twelve. But if you're accompanied by an adult and under that age, you can go see it. Do that with like all the other age ratings, maybe like as long as you're accompanied with an adult and they say it's cool, that's fine. Because I think that's how it works in America. I think kids can go to an R film if they're with an adult and they say it's fine. Yeah, I think so. Which is I, like, is that not okay. actually the law here? Is that not actually the law? I don't now, think so. The, the a, uh, I don't okay. think so. I, I don't know if it's changed. I mean, we could try and look into that. But I mean, I remember back in the day, even when the 12A was a thing, 
Oh no, maybe it wasn't because I, I remember we we tried to go see Daredevil, the Ben Affleck one, when I was just a wee kid, and I think that was just before Twelve Air when it was coming in, and I think sure. we got turned away at the cinema and had to go see something else because I wasn't old enough then to see it. I remember I was fourteen, and Hot Fuzz had just come out, mm-hmm. which is a fifteen, and I really wanted to see Hot Fuzz because it's Hot Fuzz, uh, and I remember going to the cinema, and my mind was like, okay, when he asks you your age. You're just gonna have to add a number. That's it. Just say you were born in this day. That's a, that's it. If he says when are you born, you just add a number, right? Yeah. Uh and and I was like, nineteenth of November, ninety-seven. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and then the guy the guy the guy just goes like, I think you mean ninety-five. And I was like, Yeah. Uh and he just let me in anyway. And that's how yeah. I saw Hot Fuzz, okay. but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, and they're so arbitrary in how they rate things. Like in a twelve A, right or twelve, you can say fuck once. Yeah, you get one. You, Why? You get one major swear word, and that's it. Yeah. Why? Why do you get one major swear word? Like and again, and again, this is the point. It's the, like, all the kids are gonna hear the major swear word. It's gonna stand out more, if anything. And it's going backwards because if you look at one of my favorite all-time favorite films, Ghostbusters, that's always been a PG. And mm. I pretty and they definitely say shit at the end of the film. But I'm pretty sure there's other like swear words before that as well. It's just so, it's so strange uh, the way they rate things. Also, like you can have rape in a film. And it's mm-hmm. like a fifteen, but any like you, you can you can you can have rape, you can have violence, and it's a fifteen. But you you show a titty, you show a titty, you show a little bit of bit of the titty, yeah. and that's an eighteen instantly. Yeah. yeah. Again, again, this is like the problem with them. It it comes down, maybe it comes down to like the fact because I think it's only I mean okay well, if I if I explain sort of the whole thing with paint drying as well, so like. Not only was it about the censorship, it was about um, the fact that there was a prohibitive cost to independent filmmakers because usually it's about a thousand pounds per film that they require so they can actually review it. Uh, so what Lynn did is he essentially crowdfunded this film, and the whole aim was like the more you crowdfund it, the more I'm going to basically shoot this film. And the whole premise, the whole film is it's a brick wall with white paint drying. That's fucking it. He crowdfunded about nearly six thousand quid, and then that meant the film was about ten hours and seven minutes long. And he actually submitted that to the BBFC for the whole premise of protesting. And the fact was, some bloke or woman or whatever had to sit there for ten hours and watch the film, and they gave it a E rating. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it's like to the point. It's it, it must. It, I think a lot of these come down to maybe who actually reviews it. Because again, it's subjective, right? I, I guess they've got these rules in place, but then I reckon a lot of the times the reason one thing might get age right now, the other, it could be just down to the person who maybe watched it. That could be a strong possibility. I would like to know what the inner machinations of that process are. Mm. Whether it is just, I think, like, all right, find... Dave, you've got you've got Avengers. Here you go, uh, and he does the you know that film, and no one else gets it. Or if there is a board, and it's like. Each person does it, they rank and rate, and then they get the aggregate score. Uh, you know, one person rates it a U, one person rates it an 18, so it's a 12. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, they actually have the process written out and the guidelines on the website if you wanted to go take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember looking at the old ones back when I was doing media in GCSE. Oh no, sorry, A levels, because that was really fascinating. So, like, I remember back in like this must have been like the fifties or forties. One of the rules was you couldn't have a couple in bed unless one of them had a foot on the floor. Yeah, that was a rule. But like again, like a filmmaker could just shoot a scene and say, "Oh yeah, it's fine that that actor had a foot on the floor while we shot it." Well, it I mean, was really weird. If you're doing if you're doing doggy, then one person <laughs> could just be standing next to the bed and it's fine. Yeah, right. Or oh, I guess it's, it's just one foot that could be standing on one leg, less leverage, but mm-hmm. that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I agree. It's it's um. It's difficult because we live in an age where something you can see in a movie is whatever you can see in a movie that has to go through this process is so tame. It's so tame compared to some of the shit that kids are seeing on YouTube. Massively. I mean, you were right at the very start of this that like there is literally nothing you can put in a film that a kid can't find online. And like a parent can like try and put like blockers on their kid's computer they'll always find a workaround. Like, even if they're not looking for it, they, they can just go to a mate's house and their mate will be like, yeah, found a video online of a guy getting his head cut off and want to see it. Yeah, and, and it's they're also... Kid, they're gonna. Yeah. It's also, you you limit anything from anyone. We have monkey brains. I, yeah. I was told I was told by my mum that she didn't want me watch, watching wrestling, so I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. So mm-hmm. I went straight over to my friend's house the next day. We played wrestling games all day. We watched WrestleMania. Uh, had wrestling figures. And then did some backyard wrestling, exactly because I wasn't allowed, and that was cool. Uh, right. Exactly. And if you tell me I'm not allowed to watch, uh, what's the fucking film? Oh god, I can't remember that. The one that's like the Serbian film. Yeah. If you tell me I'm not allowed to watch it, I'm probably gonna go and watch it. I'm probably just gonna go and have a little, little gander at a Serbian film. Have you seen it? Because this is what I actually haven't seen. I know. I, think, I know about it. I think it. I, I know did actually. Yeah. I think I watched it, uh, and I was writing about grotesque films and film studies. As to why my teacher let me do that, I don't oh, know. No, I, I I did the same as you. Was this at, like A level as well? I wrote about it, but we, mm. I couldn't watch it. There's, there's a whole Wikipedia article with the plot. Just reading the plot, I was like, yeah, you know what? I I don't think I need to see this film. I I feel like maybe I didn't watch the whole thing because I don't remember it. Um. But do you know what I do remember? Mm-hmm. I remember thinking I've seen worse things than this. That's, well, I mean, that's, that's, I guess that depends. Like, I mean, do you mean in film or just generally because you've seen videos worse than this? Just some, just some uh, kid at school being like, hey, watch this. ISIS yeah. Party. And I'm like, oh, no, no yeah. thanks. I, I had stuff like that. I mean, for me, it was a friend who, ha- who found the weirdest porn, like funnel chair. And I, I won't, I won't describe it on this podcast. But I'm, uh, to be I'm honest, funnel, funnel is. chair is kind of like you kind of should be able to picture what's going on there. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you've got the cla- the the classic, which is two girls one cup, and then comedy favorite, jar squatter. Obviously, oh yeah. Uh, know, then you got uh, pain Olympics was a was a famous one. You know, pain Olympics. I've I've heard of pain Olympics, but I'm sorry, lemon party. Right. Oh sure, sure, sure. I mean, I mean, all they remind me of is the uh, college humor song, uh, the one kind of thing you can't find on the internet, and it's like the most catchy, funniest song I've ever heard. It's like a country song about um, 
a guy basically describing all the porn he's seen, and the only thing he hasn't seen is like a dick going into another dick. I feel like I've seen that. It's great. It's great. Like I, it, I would highly recommend it if you want a really funny song. Oh yes, the music video head. as well. I've definitely seen that. Yeah, well. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's really funny. And then what what will happen is you'll just be randomly doing something one day, and you'll find yourself singing. It's the last frontier of porn. Dick in the dick. And then you'll have to realize, oh, I said that out loud, and there are people around me. I think um, that you know, porn is the extreme where yeah. you know porn addiction it leads people to watching fucked up shit because none, none it doesn't give you the 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 kick that you got at the start right it's like coke uh where it's just like not good enough need to keep going blah 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 um perhaps that's the same with hardcore movies and stuff where it's just like well serbian film didn't really do it for me might as well go out and make my own serbian film uh so i i i can understand where the p brain um Rupert Murdoch shills will say, oh, GTA is fucking up our kids. Uh, when really, you know, it's, it's, it was them all along. It was the Fox News all along. Yeah, I mean, how can you um, say a video game's going to fuck kids up when all they have to do is turn on the news and they'll say, see way more horrific shit? <clears throat> the, world, yeah. the world alone is scary enough. Why not give them something that escapes the real world? And we will like, see... can escape it well. We will see man-made horrors beyond our comprehension. Uh, you know, ten years, not even... We, we will see so many man-made horrors beyond, beyond our comprehension. And they'll all be dead. And they did it. Which is awesome. There's another thing that irks me. Back onto news and things like that. Uh, BBC News is often on while I'm downstairs. And it's got bad. It's currently run by a Tory donor. And it's not great right now. You had them the other day run a bullshit story uh, where supposedly they polled 80 women and then half of them said that they felt threatened by trans women or had or had been pressured into sex by trans women. Um, And one of the people that they had uh, talk about it was someone who outwardly calls for them all to die uh calls calls for the death of trans women and it doesn't matter because the bbc do not give a shit no but that's not even like my main thing right with this uh one thing that they always do and it's been on daily especially around now because it's cop 26 right uh cop 26 being the uh climate conference in scotland now cop 26 it's the 26th one where the world leaders who lead the world meet to say, we should do this. We, you know, we could do this instead of doing it. And then I was watching yesterday at dinner um, and it was like, it, it was it was like, and COP26 is happening in Scotland. So we go now to, and this is not a lie. We go now to a family of three in Leeds uh who who are doing genuinely it was like we go to a family of three in leeds to see what they're doing about climate change and it's like and they're like yeah we don't we don't use plastic straws um yeah and we you know we try and limit our meat and all this and, and it's like the world leaders the leaders of the world the leaders 
the ones in charge of the world are just a couple hundred miles north of you. Okay. Why are we talking to a family in Leeds when personal, uh, uh, like that the onus is not on the person. The onus is on world leaders and giant corporations because f- fuck off. Like is, yeah. a, is a, is a family of three in Leeds going to do fuck all when China is, you know, 30% of all of, uh, of of co2 emissions the us is like 20 percent. it means fucking nothing if you use a fucking paper straw right cool i mean they they kind of made a complete tear out of themselves because i'm pretty sure it was reported on or someone saw that like you had all these um motor cars waiting outside the waiting outside the conference for them and a lot of them just had their engine running yeah, I mean, B- Boris took a plane from like London to Glasgow. A plane took a, took a like a yeah. private jet, I'm sure, to from London to Glasgow. Why? He also did right. it down to Cornwall. Uh, and and I just don't, I just don't get it, man. Like, yeah, it's well, like man-made he... horrors beyond our comprehension are coming, and it's gonna be great. Well, he came out and said recently, like, how everything's, like, one minute to midnight, essentially, which trying to, like, obviously solve climate change. And it's like, well, like, they've made all these promises, and a lot of them have made them before, and it's like, well, actually fucking do them then? Like, a lot of, a lot of the public are already trying to do their part, It's the but we need people like world leaders to, like, actually do them. They can well, actually it, enforce stuff. It, the... the... There's so many little things that they can do, right? Um, if you want us to move towards electric vehicles, make yeah. them, make them, and incentivize them. Build uh, charging stations, do all of this kind of thing. Just, it's it's crazy to me how they're not building to the future and building for profits now, uh, which is just so scary. Because it, what are you going to do with all that money when we're all dying? We have billionaires going to space. Uh, And and here's the thing. I think a lot of people get bogged down and misunderstand space travel and and space exploration and space architecture. Uh, I personally think that... Right, so people say, like, why are you putting so much money into space? It's not how money works. If I pay uh, engineers to build something, those engineers are then going to go to Morrison's right um that's how money works or should work the the money doesn't just end up in space it's not really how that that's not how that goes that is the image i had of them just like getting a big cannon and just shooting like billions yeah well it's it's like a steam engine where they just the money into the into the rocket right i also believe that space exploration has given us uh has progressed humankind exponentially when it from when it began right uh and that's you know from sputnik going up in in space just just floating about and learning and bringing that knowledge back to us are are if you look at like what's actually been made by us by mm-hmm. by the human race by nasa by cosmonauts taikonauts astronauts uh Cosmo being Russian, Tycho being Chinese, and uh, Astro being the US, if you didn't know that. Okay. Um, 
learning things. I like it. But joyrides into space with no real scientific uh, value yeah. is is a very strange, strange thing we're doing. But but Garrett, we we had to put Shatner in space. We just had to do it. If you look at SpaceX, right? They were basically bailed out by NASA, who don't get <laughs> funding, right? Yeah. That NASA went to the moon on a shoestring budget, and they made it work. If if we did actually invest in space travel instead of just waiting until billionaires did it, we would probably be way past this point, and we would have done it more eco friendly, probably. You know, uh, I mean, Jeff Bezos' dildo rockets are supposedly <laughs> hydrogen, right? Still, there's a lot of carbon used, but it, there's there's some progress there. It's just um, the fucking joyrides and the and everything. It's 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 crazy. There's a there's a really good film that got bad ratings. Not bad. It's like kind of mid. There's a film called Ad Astra with Brad right. Pitt. Okay. This was this was around the time where I was I was seeing every movie with my Cineworld Unlimited card. Ad Astra is very basic, uh, very good sci-fi because there's not much fi it's mainly sci where one of the things they have at the start is a space elevator and a space elevator is kind of theoretical but like we could make a space elevator a space elevator is just an elevator to space big old tube that just sticks up from the ground right and what that could do is you wouldn't need uh as much power as much uh, energy and fuel to launch a satellite or something like that. Launching something from orbit, already in orbit, just doesn't take any energy. So you could get things up there, shoot them off, right? Or you could, um, you know, just basically, cool, we've got a satellite ready, and we just, there it goes, just push it away. All good. Um, and it's got other shit like that, where it's just very basic sci-fi. And then I remember he lands on the moon, and he goes to the like the the moon settlement, and it's just like a subway and a McDonald's and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's too real because that's exactly what it's going to be. Oh yeah, uh, when we should we decide to terraform Mars? I was going to say, you if know, we, if we get to Mars at first, obviously it'll be people setting it up, getting it ready, doing the terraforming. But we'll we'll eventually fuck it up somehow. There'll be a Starbucks everywhere. The McDonald's will be there. Because they're the billion-dollar well, companies that can be like, well, we want to have these places on Mars. But we're allowing capital to be the owner of the owner of it all, right? Yeah. That we're allowing billionaires to go up. And by allowing, I do mean allowing. We give them tax breaks. We let them abuse staff. We let them move their companies to places where, uh, you know... So maybe this is what those trips are all about. It's not about, oh, look, I'm a billionaire going into space with my buddies. It's them already, like, doing a bit of real estate. You know what I mean? They're trying sure. to, like, get up there and be like, I want that spot on the moon. That's where I'm going to put my first Amazon factory. I uh, As, as like, as much of a bit as that sounds, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah, dead ass. Right? Like, like they're, they're, they're kind of staking their claim in, hey, we're already doing space travel. If you want to get in, give some money to Big Daddy Bays. Give some, give some uh, money to Musk. You know, 
yeah. and, and we'll get up there for you because I don't. Life's not really that fair, and we'll go and th- put two nukes on Mars and then try and try and fast track the terraforming, which will still take a long time. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, yeah, well, that's what it is. Just two thermo thermonuclear warheads on the north and south pole. Just shoot out material into the atmosphere and let's speed that bad boy up. We will one day have a McDonald's on the moon. Yes. Yes. It's probably probably gonna be in our lifetime. Yeah, I can see it. I can totally see it. Do you think do you think uh because McDonald's it would have to obviously come from Earth unless we get you know, a meat processing factory up there. Um, moon cows. Yes, moon cows. Do we think that McDonald's ma- moon, moon Donald's, do we moon think Donald's. moon Donald's will taste the same as Earth Donald's? No. Well, it's, it's going to depend because if you're getting people up there, it's going to depend how people are going to be actually be on the moon and how they're going to eat food, uh, eat and McDonald's, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a it's a thing. It, it's like when you go in an airplane and the food tastes different. There is a scientific reason behind that because of the altitude. I think, I think, yeah, the 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 pressure is different and the gravity is slightly different. I think it would be it'd be very interesting to eat a low G uh, hamburger on the moon. And also, I just, if if it was one of those situations where maybe it wasn't terraformed the moon, they just put a dome over it, but then the gravity was still like obviously somewhat zero g i would just love to see that person who's just got the tray of food but trips and then everything slowly just comes off the tr- off the tray the drink goes upside down the lid comes off and it's slowly spilling out and he's just like no just trying to get it back in just a, a very um a kid's there on his birthday party and it just like lands on them all mm-hmm. yeah you know uh, mcdonald's used to do they used to do birthday cake yeah, well, wait, was that, was that in the UK one as well? I know you could. Have I, do, I think it was pie. in the US. I think it was in the US. I don't think they oh, have the birthday U- cake in the UK. Oh, the, US, in the US. They in some of them they still have those cakes, but they just use them for yeah. stuff. Oh, right. Well, well no, the US is a weird beast because they have certain McDonald's. I guess maybe it's down to like if like how like the franchising works and like how people have like took out the franchise but they're like certain McDonald's you can get stuff that just hasn't been on a McDonald's menu in like forever. Like um there's a there's one me and my parents would go to when we went to Florida. It's like a big one where it's got like a kids play area, arcade games, it's huge. Uh they still do the McDonald's pizza, which was a failed experiment by them. Well, my mom, the... my mom really liked it. I can't remember ever trying it, but yeah, they're they're one of the very few locations that still do a pizza, a McPizza. You know, that's I mean, it's because it's franchise. Uh, all McDonald's yeah. are franchises, right? They don't yeah. technically have to. Not all of them have to follow the exact McDonald's menu and everything. No. I think it depending on the contract that you sign as a franchisee, you can change it. However. Companies like that, McDonald's, where they have that name brand thing, you just stick to it. The same thing happened with uh, Five Guys. Yes. Actually. They're franchisees now. Um, start with just one location, with the Five Guys being his sons, and then they expanded out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like Five yeah. Guys, it's a weird one because like there, I watched the video on this. There's a YouTube channel called Company Man, I think, and he mm. does like a series of videos where it's like why so and so company successfully. He did a Five Guys one recently. Yeah, their their thing was they started off as just this guy and his five sons opening one burger joint. Then they opened. They they had about eight within the same kind of area of one another, and that's the way it was for ages until they started getting press and they slowly up more stores in the US. And then it's mm-hmm. only been in like the last five, seven years they've gone massive. Like I remember when I first came to London, because I would have obviously got I think I would have got there before you in 2014. Sure. They had one five guys that had just opened, and then by the time I left, they had about five different locations, and even at that point. There's at least two up here in the northeast of England now where I yeah. live that I can name. And there's probably more than that. Like, they have gone really big with their expansion. Yeah. I mean, globalization, globalism uh, has quite a lot of drawbacks. But, I mean, perks are we get a, we get a five guys, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big old mad. bag of fries. It's mad that we're going to have to change the word globalization and globalism to be including mars and the moon um, <laughs> that's all the moon's gonna be right the moon will just be because it's so small it'll become like the biggest shopping mall orbiting earth well you you really have to think about it right where it's like if if right now your only ticket to space is being rich and famous and going on the blue whatever because there's no work in space, right? There's no jobs no. in space. No. So yeah, what you do is you just turn the moon into a mall, and then workers who want to actually probably go there, because then you can hire people from across the globe, have accommodation for them on there, and then the whole trade is people just take a rocket to the moon, do do some shopping, get a get a Big Mac moon burger. All right. You know? Well. Well. All right. Cool. I, I start working at McDonald's. Get some moon, moon boots. I get I get working at McDonald's on the moon for minimum wage, obviously. But you know, I'm like, well, I guess it's the moon. I, I could be the first McDonald's worker on the moon that cleans up sick on the moon, right? Yeah, they'll build a all statue right. in your honor. Three days in, after you know, all the rich people at Mackey's on the moon are buying shit. I will quit. Yeah. All right, boss. I quit. And I look up through the, the dome and I look at Earth. And then David Bowie's Starman ah, waiting, waiting in, in the, the sun. Um, yeah. How do I get back, boss? And he's like, oh, well, uh, next shuttle's in six months. Okay, I'll... Um... I put my apron back on, and no, I'm trapped no, no. there like a save. No, 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 no. You become the first homeless man on the moon. You oh see, hell yeah! You see out first the dumpsters. Homeless. Yeah, you see out. You see out the dumpsters wherever they may be in the McDonald's. You you can live in them. Just get some cardboard boxes. Sort yourself out with a nice little digs. You know. Mm. I it just it just truly scares me <laughs> uh not not the moon but w- what we're going to turn the moon and space and earth into where every single good sci-fi 
that has a dystopia mm-hmm. is just is just a hyper realized version of what we have now, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the main driving things in almost all of sci-fi and almost all just basic fiction, like Breaking Bad, is like someone doesn't have healthcare, uh, yeah. and shit like that. And I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> we're gonna get to the moon. We're gonna be on the moon. We will have colonized the fucking moon and Mars. And people still won't have healthcare. People still won't have healthcare, and we have a McDonald's on the moon. Okay, well, hang on. It is the question: How, if we colonize one of these planets, who owns it? Is it the Earth, or is it the country that sent the people to colonize it that own it? Um, so there would is would a, there is if, a if, if NASA got to the moon? Well, they technically did get the moon first, but if say we're going to be the first ones to go back up there and colonize it, does that mean NASA is claiming it on behalf of America? There is technically a a flag for the world mm-hmm. that is supposed to be used uh, for space exploration and okay. whatnot because you can't own the moon. I can't remember what treaty it is, but but it's like a space accord where you don't own space, uh, you don't own the moon. You don't own Mars. However, that won't mean shit. It won't mean fucking anything. It will mean nothing. Uh, and I do think that um, one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest letdowns with cyberpunk is that its commentary uh, is great, you know, where there is no uh, no borders and flags it's just companies owning things like they talk about like the corporate wars yes and, and there yeah. will be those like the mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest militias in the world are pmcs uh they're private military yeah and that's you know it's people with money control that and the the army the the us army and and russia and everywhere else uses pmcs and that's like their troops they pay private militias for this and it's going to be the same in space and it's just so crazy how like uh how many books movies tv games people yelling on the street at like this is where it's going let's stop doing this let's not do that and um We're still doing it. Still doing it. Uh, yeah. Um, ah, well. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if we if we get, like the corporation wars will be a thing, and the moon will become a giant shopper mall. Definitely to that. Um, well, the last thing I want to bring up is kind of a it, like so. It's a segment I've had in my head for a while, which I want to do to show us it's going to be recurring. Um, and I'm going to call it lad Bible bashing. Uh huh. So, Garrett, what, what, what's your take on the old Lad Bible? I think Lad Bible began as uh, a meme-stealing, uh, vile piece of shit. <laughs> and now it's now. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you, you know what? Like, there was a point I used to not mind Lad Bible that much because th- there were weird things. Obviously, it started off, like I say, it was like a... Was it basically just a Facebook page? Is that where life started out for them? 
I think so. I believe it was a yeah. Facebook page where they just um, stole memes and then posted them. Yeah. And, and then, then obviously was... this was the turn of, of the time where people would pay for promos and people would pay for you to shill their shit, which they started doing, made mm. pretty penny off of that. And then made, I think they made their own site yep. uh, where there was still stolen content with no credit. Uh, and they got to the point where they could start giving credit because they'd already made all of their money off of other people's backs. And it's just been lazy content ever since. Occasionally, they'll get in a good editor or or, or someone with a bit of talent. But it's like, it's just some outside guy who's come in, yeah. uh, some some team who like has a bit of content that could easily work on something like Vice or BuzzFeed oh, yeah. or whatever. Like someone who actually does care about the content they're producing, essentially. Sure. Yeah. I mean, because this is the thing. Like, I, there was a point where, when especially when Light of Bible was really taken off, they were actually a decent place to get like news information from. Sure. It felt like the what, like I said, I, I think again, it was close to your point. Maybe they just had people in charge then who cared about what they were producing. But the way I think of them now is they are just the most clickbaity piece of shit website now ever. And yep. the reason why I want to have this recurring segment is because of the weirdest, most bizarre shit that I don't know why they're reporting on it. And if they are, are they like, in favor with this person, I don't understand. So look, look, I, I think I brought this article up to you, and this is the one that kicked off. It's, it came out back in June. So here's the headline: mm. Dad issues warning after having heart attack from downing twelve cans of energy drink a day. Yeah, I'll, I'll just let that sink in for a moment. He issues the warning, does he? He he issues the warning. I yeah. mean, you could uh, you could skip that middleman. And read the can. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll go into a bit. So uh, a man has warned people about the dangers of energy drinks after he suffered a heart attack from knocking back up to twelve cans a day for a year. So hang on, let, let, let me get let me get the math up on that. Let me get the math. So if if he actually drank twelve cans a day for the full three sixty, three sixty five, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 4,380 energy drinks he's potentially consumed in that one year. That's four grand as well. Yeah, right? If, if you're going off just like a pound a can, give or take. Uh, Dad, Lee Kamen, 55, had a cardiac arrest after working his way through a dozen energy drinks every single day. Lee from Hull now reckons the drinks ought to be banned and is urging shopkeepers not to sell them to under 16s. Well, for one thing, they are already technically banned to under 16 year olds. Like if you go to yeah. Tesco and yeah, you try to scan one through the till, you have to get ID checked. So you do. They're already banned. They're already banned. I mean, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of redundant at this point. Uh, although many supermarkets don't sell any drinks to children, it's not against the law for under 16 to buy them. Oh, okay, that's. Okay, so that's like that's a, that's a, that weird thing where it's like you have to be eighteen to buy a cigarette, but you can be sixteen to smoke them. Sure, um, it doesn't make sense. No, no. I when I was younger, I would probably probably have about four a day. Oh yeah. Okay, so when here's I, the thing. When I was a when I was a kid, I would I would have one before bed. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I felt like shit. So what I, okay. Well, here's the thing. When you're when you're a teenager, you're bulletproof, right? You can drink like me. Oh, me yeah, and... like I was still skinny as fuck 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was still fine, but it's because it's you have the metabolism, and plus, like you, it's one of those things now. If I try and stay up for a twelve, you just did a live stream for thirty-five hours. Like I'm still hard... recovering, and it was yeah. like it was last. Uh, it's Thursday now, and it yeah, was last right? Saturday. Yeah, right. Like, like I, I struggle even getting close to a twenty-four hour mark now. Whereas when I was a teenager, I could stay up and not feel it. But yet, me and my friend would have a sleepover, and we'd go to Little and buy the. I think there used to be like nearly 20p cans of energy drink. Super mm. cheap and gnarly shit, but we would just drink them and play video games all night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when, when you hit a certain point, like uh, like I, I, I'll admit, like more or less now, morning routine of mine, depending on the shift pattern I'm doing, is I will get to work and I will usually buy at least one energy drink. And that's kind of probably bad enough given I'm 28. So, but I know the risk because like if I, if, if I even have like a like, not even that much caffeine now, like even just drinking coffee. If I have like far too much of it, my I can feel my heart like it's gonna go. You know what I mean? And sure. this guy is how old was he again? 55. For, like for me, come on, dude. Yeah, I mean at 55, it, it, I don't know. He just tried to make a story out of it. Uh, and yeah. probably sold got some kind of kickback or 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 just likes the bit of fame he got from a what a fucking lad Bible article. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like, the thing is, with me, I don't think they've ever worked for me. I don't think I've ever been kept up by an energy drink. I just don't think that's how I work. Um, but I, I, I still I, drank them because of an addiction to them. That's why yeah. I did, 100%. I think it depends on the one you're drinking, but then also it does work. It's just like it might not. I, th I think I think what it is is people think like I'm gonna drink this and I'm gonna. It's like it's like say if you're watching like a cartoon or a kids program and someone drank an energy drink, they'd have wide eyes and like be moving super sure. fast. It's like it's like on Futurama where Fry drinks 100 cups of coffee. That. I think yeah, I think for me because I drank so much, uh, and and for this guy obviously for me because I drank so okay. much. They, they the tolerance full, of it. We drink. I, I drink a, a full, a full, a full sugar monster every day. Okay, I drink four. So, I would drink four every day. So what happened but there is I you sugar crashed. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. You sugar um, crashed. Well, yeah. this guy is, must be. Is it? What's he drinking? Uh. Okay. Right. So even like the zero sugar, you still, you're still well, crashing no. on like the 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 fake sugars, right? No, well, so here's the thing. Like, I learned this. So, if you're gonna get, if you do want to get an energy drink, if you feel like you need that kick, um, like essentially, energy drink should be a last resort if you're using it to stay awake. Because I, I remember once I had, I uh, for, for reasons that were ridiculous, I ended up staying up and couldn't go to sleep before I had to do a full shift at uh, when I worked in retail. I had to be there at like early in the morning until closing. Um, mm. It was. I was so tired. I actually remember speaking to a manager before the shop opened, and when I tried to ask where she was, they told me she wasn't in that day. I. So I, I, I was at had... that stage. I was at that stage, and I, yeah. I, I basically looked up ways that to keep awake because I knew I wasn't. I was going to struggle. They say don't only drink an energy drink as a very last resort because, again, as to our point, and if you do, don't ever get. The sugar ones get the ones without sugar because you're more likely to have a sugar crash before the caffeine actually does anything. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this guy is on 12 a day. He was drinking Red Bull and Monster. Um, essentially, because he works for a pub, um, he would go to ma uh, Macro, obviously the big 
bulk superstore and he was buying like 24 cases of like the 24 case of cans and would just fly through them well at least he's saving some money so it's probably more like three yeah. and a bit grand three and a half or something um it's just that's just a stupid fucking not not a story that is we need to get some clicks we oh need, yeah we need people to have this conversation about how much of a moron he is to click on it oh yeah um, and uh, do you know what the crazy thing about it is is like um i'll get a picture and i'll flash it up uh when i do the edit but um when you look at the guy he looks like a fairly healthy guy like they don't mention him in the article if there was like like, because, like, if he were a proper journalist, you try and find out, okay, was this guy a heavy smoker as well? What else could he cover it? He looks like a healthy 55-year-old. So maybe it was strictly just drinking 12 energy drinks a day that did cause the heart attack. But again, dude, it says so on the can. Like, I'm pretty sure even the can, it says you shouldn't drink more than one of these a day, right? Like, that's, yeah. like, their strict warning. Like, like it's, it says that if you've got, bad. if you've got any, like, uh, anything wrong with your heart, don't drink it. Never mix it with alcohol either. Uh, and yet that's a staple in every bar. Why shouldn't so, you mix it with alcohol? This is news to me. Uh, because one, I mean, alcohol, does alcohol thin your blood? Is that a thing? Am I going crazy? Yes, it does. That's why you shouldn't get a t- like drink and then get a tattoo because right. it will piss blood. Well, you're, you're thinning your blood and then speeding it up and something like that. You just mm-hmm. shouldn't ever do it. It's on yeah. the bloody cans, and then it's also uh, a Jaeger bomb is standard in every pub. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, again, like, and I'll be bringing up many more of these articles. But yeah, this is just the kind of shit Lad Bible reports on. But the thing is with these articles, you can never tell. It's like, are they agreeing with the man, or are they just literally given a platform for this idiot to be like? to voice this like opinion and campaign, but it's like realistically anyone can read this and go, yeah, you know what? This was your fault, dude. Like you can't blame I, uh, yeah. energy drinks on this. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's it. They probably don't really have that much of an active thought on it. I think it's very yeah. passive where it is purely people will click on this shit. We don't, I don't give a shit what they think. Um, and I think that's the, probably the way it's intended to be, to be read and written where it's just just yeah click on dumb man click on dumb man because either you're dumb and agree with him or because he's dumb and you're smarter than he is yeah totally agree dude well i think that will wrap things up there so i hope you've everyone's enjoyed young man yellow clouds returning uh i'm gonna try and get more of these out and do the in this format get a revolving door of guests on obviously definitely have garage come back at some point uh as your guest on this one mate Plug your shit. Where can people find you? What are you up to? That kind of stuff. Well, you can find me where they find you at the Bear Hug Club Pod uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, go on. At the Bear Hug Club Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hug Club Pod, Instagram, Bear Hug Club, Twitter. Uh, I mean, if you find us there, you'll also it also goes to my Twitch as well. So, oh, actually, are you free late tomorrow? Uh, like 10 p.m.? No, no, no. Uh, well, I'm do. I'm probably I might be doing a Jackbox stream because I've been invited to I think pretty much any um, affiliate is, but uh, all followers now get I can give five emotes. So instead, even though it took me like a year to get enough subs to get two emotes, right? They've suddenly gone, fuck it, everyone can get five free emotes. Sweet. All right, fair enough. Cool. 
So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a stream drawing stream and get some emo ideas and then draw those out. Much like uh my little my little frog. Little my froggy. Little, my little frog. It, it's shiny. Yeah, I can't get the light on it properly. But it's shiny. It's shiny. There you go, shine. But yeah, that. Thanks for having me on. I oh, like absolutely. yelling at clouds. I like uh, complaining about capitalism. I do it a lot. <laughs> um, and if you want to find things about this show, we also do have our own Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is just young men yelling at clouds. Uh, all one word for Instagram, separated for the other ones. And for both shows, you can find us over at the website, bearhugpod.wixsite.com forward slash bearhugclouds. If, uh, with the show coming back, I'm go- I want fan questions sent in again. So future episodes, just hit us up in the comments. There's a section on the website where you can leave them as well. Uh, but yeah, cheers, Garrett. Thanks for having you, Boo. And love you lots. Goodbye, everyone. Mwah. 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 Goodbye. <laughs>